Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. advice from old pro turkey hunters like this the turkeys typically don't like i think more times than not to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning especially after he gets up it's a blinding thing it, it it's just like you it's hard for you to see into the sun mm-hmm. so if i have a choice i'm going to try to make it so that i'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 326, the 2021 NWTF Convention and Sports Show Preview with Pete Muller. And I am your co-host and the guy who has to start practicing his gobbler yelps. Yeah, you do. And I'm your co-host and the guy who got to separate an incredible battle to the death this morning. Ooh, I tell you what, I really want to hear yours. We're going to save the best for last today. All right. I have yet to even attempt to really practice any gobbler yelps. Dude. Did you get the video I sent you of the gobbler yelping? I did. Good. I haven't watched it. I haven't listened oh. to it. But I have been listening to treetop turkeys in my truck. <laughs> there you go. So I know what hens sound like. Hey, if you know what they sound like and you can slow it down, you pretty much oh, a gobbler yelp. I'm really not worried about it. I, what I need to do, though, is run through my two boxes of turkey collars that I have and just find 
the two or three that make the best gobbler yelps. Yeah. I know there's going to be at least one box call to go on this trip with me. So. Oh, yeah. Got to have a box. Yeah. And you, you played that little call or whatever from Unicoi the other day that sounded like a good gobbler yelp. Yeah, that thing, it's very yonky. So it, it probably, yeah. you know, I think it'll do fine. And, you know, you've heard me tell the story about that ML Lynch call. That, yeah. that friend of mine found inside the house at 306 Edgewood Boulevard. Yeah. And that thing makes some great gobbler yelps, but it's not going on this trip with us. There is no way that thing's going on an up. airplane and then in the snow. <laughs> no way. I blame you on that one. Well, I got, I practiced my gobbler yelps a lot. I got a gobbler yelping diaphragm that I'm doing well on. Then I know my box call can gobbler yelp and gobble. I got a good gobble on my box now. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think we'll be gobbler yelping. We'll be gobbling and we'll be fight purring. I feel like those are going to be our three calls for Utah. Mm-hmm. So well, it should be fun. We're going to be able to make a lot of racket. Yeah, definitely. And you know, that's going to be the goal is draw attention. It's, it's not going to be to subtly bring them in. <laughs> You're right. You're right. That'll be yeah. fun. I've got a gobble tube I'll be bringing, so that'll be good. And yeah, a box call does, a two-sided box really does do a good gobble. Yeah, that's what I have, an old Lynch box that has yeah. a inside and a gobble side, and then tie that rubber band on there, and it, it really does gobble pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Like, so let me hear about your fight to the death. Well, not yours, but... yeah the fight you separated so it's all in the name of the hashtag save the pulse movement Uh we had a show on that a few weeks ago but i apparently have trained my labrador retriever to hate raccoons just as much as i do okay and so we were duck hunting this morning sitting by some old cypress trees and i had him leashed to a tree so he wouldn't jump out there and get the ducks up or something you know i always leash him and the wind was blowing from in front of us into our face and so we finished the hunt and i unleashed him so he could walk around or whatever while we were picking up the decoys well he immediately jumps in the water and starts swimming straight across the slough that we're set up on (laughs) and i'm like this is weird i wonder why he's doing that you know i don't even think anything about it i start hooking up decoys and i look over and he has climbed a cypress tree that had some low-hanging limbs he's climbed up on a limb of the tree and then he jumps off that limb onto a big cypress stump out in the water (laughs) and i'm like what is this dog doing and then all heck broke loose no way i mean just i mean you know i mean it just sounded awful he's going nuts the coon's going nuts so i go you know wading over there as as hard as you can run in waders in water and get over to the stump and mac has that's the dog mac has the raccoon pinned to the bottom of the stump they're inside the thing the raccoon had like a beautiful little house in there and uh, mac has him pinned down the raccoon has mac's right ear rolled up like a tortilla and has it you know he's chomping down on that thing and anyway i couldn't get hold of mac to get it you know because i don't want to get bit and so i'm yelling at thomas bring a gun bring a gun and so he's wading over there with the 12 gauge and finally mac puts the coon on the left side where he couldn't bite me and so i grab mac by the collar and yank him out of the stump and into the water 
So I'm like, you know, this is going to fix the problem. Well, Mac drug the coon out with him in his mouth. So instead of having a normal Dang. fight in a stump, now they're yeah. fighting in a river. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, I think Mac was trying to drown it and the coon's trying to drown him. And I mean, they're just like underwater half the time and then coming up. But it was just insane. And finally, I just reared back and kicked the raccoon probably six feet in the air. And it, when it landed, it tried to swim off and Thomas shot it. And that, that was the end of it. So we have saved some poults. Mac sacrificed a couple holes in his ear. He has piercings now. Sweet. And, you know, he's in with the hip crowd these days we'll get him some gauges to put in there but yeah that's what he, he needs he went and whacked us a coon this morning so he's he's wanting to save some turkey nests i know that's why he did it train him up right well i know he'll retrieve and you're pretty sure that he would flush a flock of turkeys in the fall yes and now you know he's half coon dog too he i'm telling you right now that dog hates raccoons more than any dog i've ever seen he seeks them out and will go kill them good boy yeah he's a good boy the problem is is coons are some tough animals man and if they're in a hole or something he can't get hold of the back of their neck you know and kill them yeah and so they get a pretty good chunk out of him usually if you know they're backed up in the hole and he's trying to drag them out and they don't exactly want to come out of there Mm -hmm. but anyway it worked out i think he's fine i'm putting hydrogen peroxide on all his puncture wounds to Make sure he doesn't get an infection. But it, this is not the first and will not be the last raccoon that he go, goes to war with. I got in a coon fight myself this weekend. Nice. Who won? I did. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The coon I fought with was working hard to try to get out of that dog-proof trap. Yes, yeah, so he only had three paws to fight back with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, I was able to reach out and touch him, too. So I had a little bit of a, a height advantage. A little technology on my side as well. Nice. So very one nice. More less, or I should say, one less nest predator in this world. There you go. So that's two down. One in Tennessee and one in Alabama. We may have just saved the future of our turkey flocks. I think we just saved them all. Good out. So you don't know. You I'm not. Know. I'm not even going to ask the conservation advisory board in Alabama to reduce our bag limit. At this point, because I think I may have just saved the entire population in the state. Yeah, they should probably raise it. Eight birds a season. <laughs> hey, don't give them any ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they probably would. Man, speaking of trying to save some birds, we've got Pete Muller with the NWTF on the show, and we're not really trying to save some birds directly in this week's episode, but we are going to talk about how we can help raise some money for the organization that does try to save some birds for us. Yeah. So the show this year, as Pete's going to tell you guys, is a little bit different than it has been in years past. Yeah. Actually, it's a lot different than it has been in years past. And it, ha- and it just has to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it, it. there's no other choice at this stage. So we wanted to get Pete on the show You know, I've had Pete on the show in years past every single year, and I've always enjoyed doing the preview show just to kind of, I don't know, maybe drum up a little bit of excitement Mm -hmm. for people to attend. And this year, Cameron and I felt like it was really necessary to try to drum up some excitement for people to attend. Yeah. 
it's never going to be easier to attend the annual NWTF convention and sports show than it is going to be this year. So, and it sounds like it's going to turn out pretty good. I mean, it's going to be different, but I think it's going to be good. Yeah. You know, I had my doubts about it early on, and now I think my doubts were misguided. It'll be interesting to see what it looks like. So, yeah. we should go ahead and get into this interview, but I have to tell you first, Cameron that we are 51 days, 12 hours, 43 minutes, and 18 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. I mean, literally, you can't say that without making me smile. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, what's even more impressive is that it's not going to be spring, but in 15 days and 15 hours, Utah better watch out because two turkey killers are coming to town. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's close. I, I can remember when we were, you know, 80, 90 days away. I know. It, it. feels like it was just a couple days ago. I know. It. It's Man. it's amazing. And, and we're going to be there right when the NWTF convention kicks off. So, that, you know, it'll be fitting that we're going to whack two or three, you know, long beards in the morning and then go join on the NWTF convention all on the right. same day. Yeah. We couldn't do that if we were in Nashville. Well, not legally. We could. We definitely could. Go to one of those neighborhoods, we could mop them up. Yeah, and the neighbors probably wouldn't be too upset. Well, most of them anyway. Yeah, but great interview with Pete here. I think, listeners, if you've enjoyed the NWTF convention in past years, you're going to want to hear this one to kind of hear how this year is going to go. And I think, you know, if you go at it with the right attitude, you can have a lot of fun with this year's convention. And Pete's going to tell you everything you need to know about how to do it what's going to be going on. Yes, indeed. Well, then let's do it. All right. See you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am glad to tell you that Cameron and I have on the phone with us this evening, Mr. Pete Muller with the NWTF, and we are going to be talking about the upcoming virtual NWTF convention and sports show. And so I think I've got, I'm not going to say a million questions because that is so cliche. I'm going to say I've got 999,084 questions for you about the Convention of Sports show this year. So I don't know about Cameron, but uh, I think we're going to wear you out on this one. Well, hey, I will do my best to answer them all, but if we got that many, we might as well roll right into them. Well, let's do that, but it's been a while since I talked to you. I want to hear a hunting story. Tell me about some i don't know did you did you get to travel anywhere this spring for turkey season or did covid shut that down and then how how's your fall looked fall and winter you know i will i will be honest my spring was the slowest that it has been in years Mm. you know obviously covid shut things down pretty early we i had a couple trips lined up but oregon locked out everybody that was going to come in so no no not if you were a non-resident you weren't allowed to hunt Everybody saw what happened with Nebraska, but th- but then even more so than that, things just got crazy at uh, Turkey Federation trying to keep up with how are how are we going to keep the NWTF relevant through this time where you, you know where where things are just ab- absolutely unheard of. I mean, people yeah. being locked down, no banquets, trying to get information out, and and also still trying to provide people entertainment value during turkey season. More people than ever before hit the woods for spring turkey. And um, we actually, during that springtime, 
tried to do whatever we could to still deliver as much relevant information for those folks. So I, I spent a lot of time in front of my computer. Now, fall, I was able to get away. I did do one trip up to the far northern corner of the country in Maine. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine and I, we went black bear hunting with bows. Nice. And we, we both were able to, to bag them. Fantastic table fair, but also just a, an interesting experience. It was on a far side of a lake. The place was called OMM Outfitters. Fantastic place. And I think even some of the history behind it, I want to say that they said Teddy Roosevelt fished out of the, the old cabins that they had on the lake. Very cool. But I came home with a, a fantastic, fantastic bear that I think was less than a quarter of an inch away from, from being Boone and Crockett. Man. And I took it with a bow. You know, th- those things don't really mean anything to me, but just knowing the sheer size of that bear and, and what it meant to the outfitter to, you know, to have something like that taken yeah. oh, pretty yeah, cool, definitely. but four, 400 and 440 pounds. Wow. And then uh, also even just the experience of, of tracking bears at night in the North woods of Maine, where you can't really see too far in front of you and you're not sure uh, if you're going to come upon a bear that's alive <laughs> or dead. Mm-hmm. So I- interesting things there. But, man, it was a great experience right there at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. And then I did a little bit of bow hunting here and uh, managed to tag a, a, a nice buck that I've been following uh, for, for most of the summer on cameras. And I was able to, to take him with a bow as well. So, man, you know, I, I have absolutely no complaints, no complaints at all about my fall, my fall trip. Very nice. How about the both of you? Andy, I haven't heard any of your stories, but I followed along with some of the stuff that Cameron had going on, and I know he had some uh, some fall turkey that he was chasing as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had a great fall turkey season. It was it was a blast. I'm I'm really getting into it, and you know, been trying to kill a couple ducks, but outside of that, that's about all I've done. I don't know what Andy's been doing on the whitetail front. I have been very kind to the whitetail deer this year, <laughs> so I've killed one and. I can't remember if I told you or not, Pete, but I bought an air rifle. It's a 357 caliber air rifle. I got it before hunting season last year, and I killed two deer with it last year, and I killed one this year with it. And my supply of deer meat was very low starting out this season. And I said, well, I need to kill several deer and get a bunch of deer meat in the freezer. Well, the second Friday... No, I'm sorry. It was the third Friday of gun deer season here in Alabama. My lovely bride had neck surgery. And so I stuck around the house with her for about a month. And during that time, I think my dad and my oldest brother killed about five deer. And so I've got all the deer meat that I can eat in the freezer from their deer. So I've been taking it real easy on the deer this year and have only killed one. And really... I need to take more. I killed that one deer off of my property south of Birmingham, and I need to take more deer off of there, but I'm just not going to shoot a deer just to shoot it. I mean, I could donate it to the processor and, you know, let them them donate it to the hungry, but I don't know. I I just, not to say that I'm... Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, not to say that I'm not charitable because I like to think that I am, but I don't, I, I, I don't know. I kind of have an issue with that. Not like that I'm so anti because it's for a great cause, but to me, that's kind of just shooting a deer just to shoot one. Yeah. And I think that's where my issue lies with it. Maybe I need to get over that and just whack a couple more does, but the rut's going on right now, so I probably need to refrain from that for a few weeks. So Yeah. 
You know, I, I think, you know, there, there's another way to look at it. And I was just shooting a deer for the sake of shooting a deer. But maybe if you look at it from the side of, hey, somebody, you know, and obviously it's a, it's a good thing to, for the meat to be donated. But maybe one day somebody that benefits from that meal and they know that it came from venison, maybe one day they will decide, you know what, I could probably do that myself. You know, once they That's get true. back on their feet. And who knows, may, maybe that one meal that you help provide could turn somebody into a hunter down the road. Um yeah. I, I shoot, I shoot a couple deer a year, or at least try to, because there are people that even that I work with out, out at Turkey Federation headquarters that they they're not hunters themselves, but they love the meat. They mm-hmm. just they they don't either have the time or they don't have the means. So you know, if I if I can get one extra, I'll do the butchering up and pass them off some. And you know, heck, you know, who who knows? Maybe one day they'll they'll decide to try it out. But but no, I mean, heck, everybody everybody deals you know goes through their thoughts of you know, or handle things like that in their own way. And I mean, that's, that's really what it's all about. You do do what makes you feel right. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. That's a, that's a good point. That's something I've not thought about. And, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm not so high and mighty that I'm against killing a deer because there was a time a few years ago when I was killing between eight and 12 a year and did that for a period of probably 20 to 25 years and gave away a lot of that meat and you know I don't know I was younger then and it was I don't know I guess maybe I was killing them to kill them to kind of thin the herd out at that point but at this point that it's on my own land I kind of look at it a little bit different but I don't know maybe I just need to uh, suck it up just kill (laughs) I don't don't know but I'll tell you what doesn't happen and you know and obviously it's just because of far less meat but you never hear much about wild turkey being donated to hunters for the hungry you know right yep you're right I I do think uh, I do think that uh (laughs) 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 yeah I think it's because you know nuggets and smoked turkey breast and all the you know Heck, wild turkey biryani, you know, that yeah. made it to the finals in our recipe contest. Smoked turkey legs, whatever it may be, there's so many fantastic meals that you can make from a turkey. Yeah. But again, it's also just far less meat. So. And, yeah. and much easier to process, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. So I uh, hear you guys have a little event coming up. Yes. The 45th annual running of the NWTF convention and sports show yeah this is uh this is something that obviously most people are used to and even last year we ran it in nashville um it's our biggest gathering of you know volunteers turkey enthusiasts partners um you know our our chapter leaders it's a celebration of a year of conservation successes it's also a chance to get your you know your hands and and get your hands on some of the hottest new turkey gear that may be hitting, uh, you know, hitting the market before the upcoming season. But it's going to look a lot different this year, just like most things, you know, within the past nine to ten months. Um, there's obviously, you know, there's this little thing going on, COVID pandemic, however you want to refer to it. But it, it's changed the landscape. I mean, we've seen it from a lot of the the things that have wanted to take place in the fall, as far as conventions, gatherings, trade shows uh, for the spring were handled entirely different outdoor. Uh, industry as a whole, even in their e-commerce, is trying to figure out ways to do things differently because, you know, obviously regulations at a state level play a huge role, but it's yeah. h- how do you get together 
huge, huge masses of people. I mean, last year we had more than 57,000 people. That even under current regulations or, or regulations back when we actually had to make this pivot were completely different to where it was just, it, it was not going to be able to be done. And, and I don't think sometimes people realize how much work goes into planning the convention and sports show. I mean, obviously, you know, if things had changed the week before people would have normally been in Nashville where they open the doors and say, hey, have as many people as you want in one room. That's far too late to make anything happen at that point. So, you know, this is not exactly the way that we wanted to go, but we're making them 140 questions or however many it was. So, <laughs> Well, I have one to start, and it's just pretty simple. A, what are the dates for our convention this year? All right. So, uh, you know, typically the convention would run, you know, Wednesday to Saturday. The way that the online platform is working is we're actually open for the virtual sports show starting on February 15th, which is a Monday, and that is going to run all the way through Sunday mm. the 21st. Wow, um, okay. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll run through all the details of everything that we have going on. But again, there is a lot. But the one thing that I, I really want to assure people, because there's a, a, an absolute massive amount of people that show up for this one thing and this one thing alone, and that's to get down on the floor and see all those hot brands and see all the, the turkey gear that they're used to seeing every spring. You know, yeah, maybe they're used to getting their hands on a call and running it just for a little bit before they buy it. That's a little bit tougher to do, obviously. But but we still have a boatload of vendors that would normally be on that sports show floor, which are going to be a part of this virtual sports show. It's uh, it's an interactive platform. Uh, I believe actually Wild Sheep Foundation just used it a couple weeks ago for Sheep Week, and uh, and it allows you to converse with the manufacturers, converse with these companies, still take advantage of show specials from the companies that are running them. And be able to see the products go directly to e-commerce platforms and make your purchase there. So there still are those things for people to do. And then we, we still have all the rest of the show going on. Music, entertainment, seminars. Again, a lot of things are going to look a little bit different, but that's just out of necessity. Um, but we're doing the best that we can for this single year pivot to, to make the most of it and, and really bring something revolutionary to the outdoor industry as far as trade shows go. Yeah. And so... As a consumer, you know, an individual, how can I watch or participate in the virtual convention? Do I need to sign up for anything or is it just going to be a, a live stream I can join? How will that look? All right. So the platform that we're using, uh, again, is kind of like an interactive platform, but registration to get access to the entire platform, which will give you access to exclusive on-demand content, Throughout the week, those are your seminars. It may be turkey calling tips from, from our friends over at Mossy Oak, you know, a lot of the pros that they have. It, it might be seminars on, you know, how, how to introduce hunting to non-hunters. Whatever it might be, that can all be done by visiting convention.nwtf.org. If you're a member, you have free access the entire time, just like you would in Nashville. If you are not a member, you get your membership, which gets you a $25 Bass Pro promo card to begin with. And then you still get access to all those things, access that show floor, virtual sports show floor. And then the the only thing different outside of that is we have two live streams that we've done a lot of gathering of content, or I say live streams, two streaming events that will that will start on the evenings of both Friday and Saturday. And that's where we're going to announce all of our award winners. We were very fortunate for Johnny Morris over at Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's to open the doors to his Wonders of Wildlife Museum and Aquarium in Springfield, Missouri. And we have been there quite a few times recording content, 
trying to bring elements of that museum to the general public to where people will get to experience those virtually. And, and, and I think it's going to be something that, again, will go over well, but fantastic museum, fantastic, fantastic amount of things for, for us to be able to share. And we do also, again, have country music performances that we spent some time recording on quick trips to Nashville. So, uh, again, a lot of neat things going on. It's, it's not where we want to be, but we're, we're still bringing everything that you would normally see just to this virtual platform. So, and uh, I kind of cheated and jumped on over to the convention.nwtf.org website. And it looks like, for the most part, there's quite a few things going on on Friday, are there conflicts? And when I say that, are there things going on simultaneously? I I don't really mean to use the word conflict, but are there things going on simultaneously? And are people just going to be able to jump from virtual room to virtual room to virtual room? How how is all that going to go down? So, well, if you look at the agenda on the website, uh, we're still filling in a lot of the gaps. The the main things that you may see is on Friday, and that's seven o'clock time slot that you see eastern time for both friday and saturday that is where we will begin approximately about a two-hour live stream that and again i say live stream but it's a pre-recorded stream that has all of our award winner presentations various nashville acts we were fortunate to do some filming with some up-and-coming artists uh, along with some established folks in nashville and we'll piece those all together to about a two-hour broadcast that will go live at seven p.m. on both of those days. There will be on-demand content that you'll be able to see earlier in the day. It'll, you know, you click on any of the items on the agenda that happened earlier in the day, you watch them as far as you want to go, exit out, go do whatever else you want to do during those time slots. But most of the, the, the things are on-demand, allowing people to enjoy them at their own pace and not have to worry about picking and choosing the things that they want to do again, outside of those two seven o'clock at night blocks on Friday and Saturday. Okay. All right. So really, you guys have been planning and putting together content for this virtual sports show and convention pretty much the entire year, it looks like. We we scrambled in December, not knowing what things would look like come January and February. Took a couple trips to Springfield and did a lot of filming there. We invited our award winners out there mm-hmm. and then uh, took two trips to Nashville to spend some time with some artists. Names like Lee Bryce performing on, on uh, I believe it's the close of Saturday night. We did some filming with the folks, uh, Muscadine Bloodline, Craig Campbell, songwriters, Adam Sanders. See, I'm trying to think of some of the other names. Uh, again, just, just a bunch of good, solid musicians, young up-and-comer named Dylan Marlowe. But yes, we, we, it was once we realized that things just were not going to happen in the original fashion, we said, we need to do whatever we can to provide value and entertainment to to our dedicated flock. And so so we did spend a little bit of time actually leading right up to the holidays. A lot of people spent time away from families and, and did what they could to try to make sure that we were putting together something that would, would be appealing and, and still draw people even outside of the NWTF faithful to, to this platform to be able to and enjoy uh, all the entertainment that we were able to put together. Yeah. And again, you know, I can't say enough about the folks at Bass Pro and the and the way that they opened their doors for us in Springfield and, and, and really helped put a lot of content together there. I mean, 
you know, Bob Zemer over there at Bass Pro, he's on their communication side. He, he spent some time walking us through a lot of their exhibits and, and even just showcasing all the great things that they had. So we filmed with him and, uh, and another gal from, from Bass Pro, but again, great, great friends in, in the conservation world out there. And, and so, yeah, we've been able to put together a lot of really good content. I'm, I'm really excited for people to be able to experience it come February 15th through the 21st of February. Yeah. One thing, and you tell me if I'm missing it here, the one thing I don't see is any of the calling competitions. Yes. So we originally were planning on trying to host the calling competition, but after listening to the callers themselves, we did decide to put it off. Earlier in the year, we had a lot of fun hosting our online Grand National Calling Competition or online calling championships. And I think a lot of our viewers had fun watching as well. But in, in, in the true fashion of the Grand Nationals, it's not really the easiest way to, to pick a true champion, you know, based on the actual sounds that they're making. So we do hope that it will be put off until later in the year once things do, again, hopefully clean up a little bit. Same thing with our call making competition. You know, again, we, we have hundreds of calls, you know, pot calls, box calls, ducks and goose calls you know, whatever it may be, but we, we decided to put that off as well because it was going to be very difficult, especially on the duck and goose call side, to have one person run every single call and then just have everybody else judge it. You know, you can get around that with turkey calls, but still, when you're, when you're trying to have that many people put their hands on something, again, we listen to the people that would be participating in those competitions, and they ask that, that we put it off a little bit. So, so yeah. We're, we're we're hoping that those will still come later in the year when we can have larger gatherings. But I know that the callers the callers are are thankful that we're not going to ask them to travel. But I still am ready to see them compete at a later date because it's it's an opportunity for me even just as a I, I still wouldn't even consider myself a an intermediate caller even somebody that's halfway experienced. But gives me a chance to listen to their calling techniques and make myself a better hunter in the woods. Okay. Uh, all right. So. I'm being very serious here. If I travel to the Gaylord Opryland Hotel and I'm there on Saturday at 6 p.m. standing on the stage and I call using a diaphragm call, do I not win the Grand National Calling Championship by default? (laughs) Am I not at that point the champion? This is my only chance, Pete. I'm 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 taking hold of this now. I'm being serious. I'm gonna be Man, there. I'm coming you know, home. I, I never baby. thought about it that way. I, I never thought about it that way. But now that you've said it out loud, there may be competition that shows up. Oh no! Um, <laughs> and, and you know, and, and uh, unfortunately, there won't be a stage. There won't be a stage there. Not this year. I'll bring a couple. So of you, you might boxes. be calling in front of an an empty hall. <laughs> yep. No, that it's again. It's something that we're we're disappointed about. But you know, you you do bring up a good point. It's, you know, heck, if we got to crown somebody, normally like February, right? Yeah. I hey the the honorary the honorary Grand National Calling Championship. We'll 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 just say, hey, if you can give me some good uh, tree yelps and a scenario of that early morning, then uh, flying down. A uh, couple young jakes making their way to a hen. You know, may, maybe we can come up with some something, and and uh, we'll we'll get you to rattle off a, a full scenario, and then I'll I'll get the judges to give you a score, and you know the the Grand National Turkey Hunting Podcast Grand National Championship can go to Andy. <laughs> well, that, hey. You're you're just assuming Cameron's not going to compete in that case because I would I'll lose. I'll let you have it, man. I'll, I'll get some tinfoil <laughs> and some Elmer's glue and make you a trophy and everything. 
I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this. I mean, I don't think there'll be a check involved like there usually is. Sadly for you, but hey, I don't care. I just want it on my resume. Just self-claim it, man. I'm in. I like. <laughs> hey, you know, but I'm pretty sure it would have an asterisk to it. So, you know, <laughs> was the, the only, only competitor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I don't. I don't care about an asterisk. Winner one of one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's it still it still counts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah man. It's it only it only doesn't count if you finish second out of two participants or out of one participant. You that know, then then there's lot. a problem. I, mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but <laughs> I've done some pretty amazing things in my life that would just go right up there with them. For me. So what I, I'm reading in here, there's a way I can win a TriStar twenty gauge. How how yes. do I go about winning that? All right. So we're we're still getting all the details together, but you know, obviously in a virtual world, there's the opportunity to add game-like features to it. Again, you know, if we ask people to to find, and and I think this is the way that we're leaning right now, but if we ask people to go and and collect a mossy oak hunting shirt and we tell them to then go find an avian x decoy and a zinc call and a nomad turkey vest and then we also ask them to go find the four different species of turkey that are scattered somewhere through the virtual exhibit hall and they collect them all they would then be able to enter their name to be registered for that gamification portion or that scavenger hunt portion of the convention so you know again it just adds a little bit of fun to the experience and also encourages people to look around. I mean, uh, you know, again, when you're you have a virtual world that we actually have built to resemble Wonders of Wildlife Museum a little bit, at least from from an entry point perspective. You know, you have the ability to, or you you really want people to explore it and see see what all is there. There still will be a watering hole where we've gotten some some partners from the from the adult beverage world to provide content. I think two of them are going to provide you know cocktail mixing sessions to where you know, if, if you follow the list of the things that, that they say to, to bring, they'll teach you how to make a, you know, smoky old fashioned, maybe who knows, or I think uh, one of them is a wine company and they're going to have a little video of a wine, uh, winery tour of their facility. So, you know, again, there's, it's a lot more than just, Hey, log in and, and scroll through a bunch of names of vendors and see what their show specials are. I mean, it, there is a chat platform that allows you to actually talk to other people that are attending virtually and, and again, also be able to chat with the vendors and ask those questions. So it's about as close as we can get to that, you know, that face-to-face family experience that we really all know and love from Nashville. So, but hopefully it'll all be back 2022. Yeah. yeah. How is the convention hall going to lay out? Tell, tell us how that works because you guys are still for all practical purposes, going to have all of the same exhibitors that you would have live and in person. So it's a humongous number of, of vendors, is it not? Uh, you know, I don't know if we have the same number, but I know that we're well over 100 vendors right now, or at least I believe that was the last count that I heard. But yes, it's, it's a lot of the same names that you're used to seeing, the big names in the outdoor industry. And I, I believe, I, I haven't seen the insides of the platform yet but from what i'm told it's very similar to walking in on the show floor at convention you are going to enter through virtual doors and your your bigger show sponsors will be the the upfront booth now you'll still have to side scroll from you know to to get from booth to booth but you can then select to you know go to aisles you know, let's say it's A A to M and then N to Z, and you can then 
scroll through and see all those other booths. But th- there will be a full listing of everybody that's there to where you can try to find the companies that you know are coming out with those products that you want. Right now, you can actually see a rundown of all of those booths when you visit convention.nwtf.org. All the logos and the company names, I believe, are just running straight straight down from the top. But again, it's a lot of really good brands, and I, and I think people will really be surprised at, at all the numbers of, of folks that will still be there showing off their products and trying their, their yeah. best to give people the, the best experience possible. Still, there still will be outfitters there. There still will be, you know, home goods. There still will be folks like uh, USCCA, you know, promoting the services they provide. So, again, it's it's about as close as you can get to to the normal experience. Wow, that sounds really cool, and also sounds like a ton of work that you guys put in. So I, I gotta say, I really appreciate y'all going through the effort of putting this product out there, so we can still participate in some manner. You know, I, I think it's one of those things that we, we had to do something. People look forward to this every year. It's a, it's a family gathering, and, you know, we, we need to do our best to, to, to try to make it as, as close to normal as possible. So, you know, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are still kind of worried about what's it going to look like or saying, you know, hey, the virtual thing's just not for me. But we, we really are encouraging you to give it a try. If you love Nashville and you love that experience, we're, we're keeping that in mind when putting this whole thing together. And, uh, and again, you know, I, I know the folks at Cheap Show ran something similar. And I, I talked to a friend of mine, and he said he was glued in every day watching to see what new content would pop up. And they said that vendors did very well. They said a lot of people showed up wanting to see things. So we're hoping that because we're, we're using the same thing, we actually didn't even know they were using the same platform, but it's, it's the exact same platform that they ran with, and they found some success with it. So we're really hoping that it translates over to, to the turkey world and, and the dedicated NWTF people. Yeah, well. I'm I'm planning on be there. I know I know that. Hopefully, see some stuff that maybe I can get to deliver to my house and secretly grab off the front porch and sneak to my special hunting room before somebody else sees it. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Good yeah. deal. I mean, I, I'd say I'd say you need to. I know that this, this I got a chance to see earlier in the year, but you know I know that uh, one of the things that I'm I'm excited for people to see is we actually have we're partnered with Nomad for the official NWTF vest, and they actually will have three vests that they will show off this year. And I know that they're all going to be shown off inside that platform, or at least I, I believe that they will be shown off inside that platform. But it's uh, some really cool things that I, I think the you know, the turkey hunter will absolutely love everything from a minimalistic vest all the way up to everything that you could absolutely need on, on their top end vest. So lots of cool things. And again, you know, our, our big partners like Mossy Oak, they too will have a booth. And, and my guess is that with the, the interactive capabilities, it'll be just like Nashville where you'll, you'll get a chance to chat with their people right there on the computer. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking this out. You know, I'm, I'm very curious as to how all, the, all of this is going to play out. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to logging on and doing some exploring. And, you know, I guess if there's a positive, I don't have to leave the comfort of my own home to do it. Yep. You can, you can do it. You, you, can, you can sit there on your couch and just enjoy watching some, some basketball or your whatever your favorite show is and still browse all your turkey stuff. Absolutely. And, and I, I think I even saw where somebody posted online saying, you know, the, on the plus side, you know, maybe, maybe I'll actually get to enjoy Valentine's Day this year. <laughs> because, you know, obviously, obviously most years uh, we're, we're in Nashville there at the Gaylord Opryland for, for Valentine's Day. So, 
you know, that's that Sunday beforehand. But anyway, you know, that just, I thought that brought a little bit of levity to it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's pretty funny. Build, build those brownie points for Turkey season. That's on the horizon, you know? Yeah. No that's doubt. right. That's no right. Doubt. Well, you guys listening to the show, be sure to check that out. Convention.nwtf.org. And yep. just, like, right. just like Pete said, that exhibit right. hall is going to be open from the 15th through the 21st. So that's a good long time. Plenty yeah. of time to go check that out. Yes. So, yes. And again, at an at your own pace, it do, it means that it doesn't matter what time of day. You know, if, you, if you're one of those people that wants to sneak away some little bit of time at work, you know, on your lunch break to go browse, you can do it then. You can do it, you know, later at night. But it's it's open, you know, that during that entire time to go see what's going on. So again, we're we're really hoping people appreciate it and appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to chat about it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So let my clients know that I'm busy that week. And I'll be in a meeting. <laughs> and don't bother me. So, but well, yeah, Pete. Seriously, thanks for sharing all that with us. I know two days that you're busy yeah. that week, Cameron. <laughs> We got some turkey killing to do the first two days of the convention. That's right. That's right. So tell us, Pete, if you have another minute, and I I know it's getting late where you are, but give us an update on the NWTF. You know, I I know that a lot of nonprofits are struggling through the time of COVID, and you know, I, I know that a lot of the listeners to the show are members of the NWTF, and you know, are concerned about the organization and and all of the great things that you guys over there do for this game bird that we love so madly and just give us a little update on the on the organization and how things are going over there and you know I know there's been several raffles and fundraisers going on throughout the the summer and the fall and tell people how they can join how they can participate in some of these raffles and things that are going on and ways that they can support the organization and, and give us a little update on the, the health of the organization as well. Sure. Sure. Well, I'll start up front with the health of the organization. You know, I, I'll say obviously coming out of last year where COVID hit at the bulk or at that, you know, the, the point in the year when really we were about ready to roll out the bulk of our, our fundraising events and we had to push a lot back. It really hurt the NWTF hard. Mm-hmm. It was something where some people were let go at the end of the year, and that's never uh, the end of the fiscal year, and that's never an easy thing to do. No. But the the people that that are still around have really rallied, and and I, I won't even say it's the staff; it's the it's the people that really do care about the organization really did their best to help us out, and and luckily we ended up being able to have a a decent first quarter of the year. Obviously, we're still in a lot of trouble as far as things go because again we're getting ready to roll into that part of the year where the majority of our events would happen and when you're looking at having a convention happen virtually where normally we would pick up a massive amount of memberships at that event from people coming in to be on the show floor where those aren't going to happen the way they traditionally would and so I know that if if it's where you're a turkey hunter and you care about that game bird know that the NWTF is still working to make sure that that we're doing what we can to to help preserve the future of this bird, whether it's through uh, preserving land, conser- conservation efforts. I mean, obviously, people may not have seen it, but we we tried to put it out there. We we finally eclipsed that final goal of our Save the Habitat, Save the Hunter initiative, which was the conserve and enhance four million acres of habitat. We we met that this year. That we've met all, now all three within eight year period. Had a goal, which yeah. was a 
Yeah, conserve or enhance 4 million acres. We hit that this past year. Recruit 1.5 million hunters. We hit that the previous year. And then open access to 500,000 acres. We hit that the previous year before that. So we're, we've now met all three, and there's still work going on. In fact, I just saw the other day where we're still helping out Texas for their, their eastern wild turkey restoration efforts. Some birds were just trapped in Missouri from an area that had some nuisance turkeys. They're being shipped down there. We're helping with the, the transportation of that. I mean, there are still massive amounts of work, especially we're, we're looking at large landscape scale conservation efforts, partnering with the U.S. Forest Service. And, and I want to say it's, it's maybe even now more than like 200 partners for something called the Rocky Mountain Restoration Initiative in Colorado on three, three massive scales where I think by the time it's all said and done, it'll be into the hundreds of thousands of acres conserved over the time period of that initiative. So there's still a lot going on, but it's, it's going to be hard to continue in any of those things for the long haul if COVID continues to take a beating. And, and, and so this is my plea that if you care about turkeys and if you care about the future of this organization, you know, throw, throw your 35 bucks in, enjoy that magazine, enjoy everything else, but also know that 90 cents on the dollar are going to help preserve that bird for generations to come. And, and it's, it's always hard to maybe be able to see the big picture when you may end up having populations that are shrinking in your own backyard, but those are things that we're aware of as well. And so we're trying to help make sure that we're working with top researchers to, to investigate what's going on with those populations. And it's, it's not an immediate fix, but know that we're trying to do everything that we can for the wild Turkey, for wild places. And we're, we still are in need of your help. So get that membership. You can do that at nwtf.org. And, it, and, and honestly, I mean, anybody that's ever gotten it, you, you get a fair amount for, for your money. Oh, no you know, doubt. essentially, when it's all said and done, if you're only spending 35 and you're getting a $25 Bass Pro card and you're getting six magazines, I, I feel like, you know, the you're on the winning side. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a pretty small investment. I mean, I think if I were to look at what I spent on chicken wings over the past two weeks, it was probably more than $35, <laughs> you know. But yeah. who doesn't who doesn't love eating chicken wings? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I totally agree with you. You know, the the little bit of money that goes to being a member of the NWTF goes a long way, and you know that's that's money that's at times with different programs and grants. You know, is is dollar matched by the federal government in certain cases, and you know it it really does go a long way. And right now is a critical time to be supporting the Federation. And so, you know, I think that all of you men and women who are listening to this show, if you are not a member, there is no better time to be a member, not just to support the Federation, but because you are going to get a lot out of it. And so I'm telling you, all the years I've been a member, there's not one year when I thought, eh, I'm just not going to pay this year. I'm just, you know, 35 bucks. I can just go do whatever. But it's just never crossed my mind to not do it. And I've been a member for, geez, 20, probably 25 years. So, you know, I think that it's it's a great organization. It really is. And they do a lot of good. And Pete, I know that Cameron and I appreciate what all of you guys and and all the men and women with the NWTF do and all the volunteers as well, because there's a boatload of volunteers that are always helping out, and we appreciate you very much. Uh, I I couldn't couldn't agree more with that last part of your statement. You know, I, honestly, it's it's not the people at headquarters 
you know, yes, we, we help try to share the, the stories. It may be the people that, that oversee the biologists in the area, but the people that really help make things happen in the heart and soul of this organization are those dedicated turkey hunters that, that help host banquets, help host, you know, Jake's Day events, help give give that personable you know, perception, you know, that, that personable feel to, to the NWTF, it, it is a family, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I'll say just talking once more about convention, that's probably the biggest part that's going to be missing from convention this year. We can still bring all the vendors. We can still bring the country music. We can still bring the awards, but the NWTF is a huge family. And, and I, I hate any situation that, that makes that family shrink, you know? So I say, you know, if it was something where you were going to go, and you, you planned on being in Nashville, still spend your $35, you know, and then look forward to next year, you know, continue that, continue helping to support an organization that, that makes turkey hunting feel like a family gathering and, and, and does so much also for that wild turkey. So, you know, that, that's all I really have to add to that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's those volunteers that are, that are really helping to, you know, be that lifeblood of our organization. Yeah, no doubt. Very good. Well, Cameron, did you have anything you wanted to add or ask of Pete before we let him get to his night. I'm good. You know, I, I held out on becoming a member for a long time. I had some personal skepticism, but I've seen personally, the NWTF has the turkey and turkey hunters at heart. I've hunted some national forests where I've seen that sign that says partnered with the NWTF. So I, I know they're doing things to help my hunting and everybody's hunting and the wild turkey. So I'm a member. I'm sold on it. I'm planning on being a member as long as I can, and I hope our listeners, if you've been holding out, this is the time. Time to join. I agree. Hey, well, appreciate always appreciate hearing testimonies like that. Are are you guys still doing this twenty questions thing? I mean, I know I've done this before. I mean, you know, if you guys <laughs> want to roll through some questions, we can do that too. I, I've got a little bit of time left. Cameron, do you want me to give him the the B list of questions? Yeah, sure. R- rattle okay. him off real quick. Right. That way, he's already done it once, so you can't hit him with the same one. Oh, I, I'm giving him the B list. So hang on, I'm gonna make a little noise here in the mic and roll over here and grab the grab the magic list of questions. If Pete wants questions. We'll give him questions. Okay. It wouldn't feel like normal if I didn't get to answer those. <laughs> All right. And I, I think you guys recently, I think you guys recently had on a buddy of mine, Tony Caggiano. Yeah. You know, so you got to let me know how he finished. He's a reigning champion. You know, he is. He, okay, Pete, you're not going to beat a fast-talking oh, Yankee. You know that. <laughs> yeah, but but I've heard him talk. He can't understand what he says, and I feel like that should at least count for something, right? <laughs> are you going to answer these questions Tony Caggiano style, or are you going to answer them Pete Muller style? I'll answer them however best suits me at the time, which will probably be my own style. But, well, yeah, right. let's roll, let's roll through them. He's, he's winning right now. All right, I'm All right. pulling up the stopwatch here, so we go. I'll start the timer when I start the first question. All right, and what's his time, by the way? Am I allowed to know that? No. <laughs> he's going to go. He's going for the win here. I can feel it. Okay, I, w- I will tell you his time. His time is 2 minutes and 34.28 seconds. Oh, goodness. Sounds like he didn't even answer him. Did he say pass every time? <laughs> he actually gave pretty detailed answers. I'm not even going to lie. All right, and huh. I'm going to read these as fast as I can because I'm going to give you a shot at beating him, a fair shot. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Good, good luck, Pete. Perfect. Wild turkey, grilled, baked, or fried? Grilled. 
wild turkey on the rocks, neat with cola or with water? You know, I'd, I'd say on the rocks was maybe just a touch of water. All right, we're stopping this because you're never going to beat Tony given a six-sentence answer, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to start All over right. or you want to just roll we're from rolling here? again? <laughs> we'll just roll from here. Okay. I'll, I'll go All quick right. from here on out, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Hey, he, he answered the questions. That's all we can ask him. He did. Him, so. He did. Yeah. Let, let the man answer how he wants to. I just, I'm, he was talking such a big game. I didn't know he was going to go the Will Primos route. <laughs> okay. Number of Grand Slams. One. Have you ever killed a bearded hen? No, I've not. Have you ever killed a Jake? Yes. A 10-minute successful hunt on a two-year-old or a four-hour long hunt with a clean miss on a four-year-old? I'm going to go for the quick one. Favorite camo pattern. I mean, those, those can be a whole lot of fun. Camo? Yes. Bottom land. Wild turkey legs for dinner or for the dog? Dinner. More or less than five strikers in a turkey vest? Less. The state you killed your first turkey in? Wyoming. The state you killed your last turkey in? Montana. Sit in a blind for four hours and squeeze the trigger or run and gun for one hour and not shoot? Well, we'll do the run and gun and yeah. Rios or Osceola's? Gotta go after them. Rios. Rios or Easterns? Rios. Rios or Merriam's? Merriam's. Fields turkeys or woods turkeys? Fields turkeys. Shotgun scope, rifle sight, holographic sight, or beads? Yeah, I think right now I'm just rolling with a bead. Rubber boots, leather boots, or snake boots? Rubber boots most of the time. Favorite place you've ever turkey hunted? I actually got a chance to hunt in the mountains in Montana, and that was a really cool experience. Most turkeys you've ever killed in a season? I think it's seven. Least number of turkeys you've ever killed in a season? Zero this year. Out of all the states you've hunted, which state has the most uncooperative turkeys? South Carolina. If you only knew how to imitate one turkey sound to call turkeys, what would it be? Probably just a basic yelp. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a turkey caller do you think you are? Three. Your favorite turkey hunting book? I don't read. Who taught you how to turkey hunt? I don't read turkey books. (laughs) (laughs) Myself and a Will Primo's box call. Think of the toughest turkey you've ever hunted. Did you ever kill him? I did not. Do you prefer long, sharp spurs or long, thick beards? Long, sharp spurs. The biggest mistake new turkey hunters make. Don't hunt long enough. How long does turkey season last in heaven and what is the bag limit? Year round and unlimited. Okay. Pete, it was great having you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he gave good answers. He got he gets some points for that at least. Style, style points. Oh okay. I don't think he quite got Tony though. That was no seventeen minutes. 42.37 <laughs> seconds. Was was that with me? To, was that with including time of you saying that, that I wasn't going to beat him? No, I, I stopped like I the stopwatch. Yeah, I'd stop the stopwatch then. Man. <laughs> so really, how long was it? <laughs> There's no way it was 17 minutes. Oh, I've got both of you believing that. That's really good. Yeah. You're Three, pretty convinced. No, I, I was like, I thought that was a nice way of saying that I lost. Which I probably did. You, uh, you, Tony's a good guy, and as you said, he can talk fast. You came in second to the last. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. That's not true. Third to the last. You took oh, three minutes and 28.9 seconds. Will Primos, I'll have to go back and listen, but I do believe it was somewhere in the five-minute mark. And it's not because he talks slow. It's just because we got stories for answers. Oh, yeah. It, it was hey, good. That's okay, too. So style points count. So that means I have to put you at like second behind Will Primos in style points. Hey, it's all, it's all good. Hey, it's all, all in fun, even, <laughs> even though I lost. 
It is. <laughs> well, I liked all the answers. So Tony, is... Tony, I'm coming for you at some point. He's, Next he's time. going to be studying these questions and practice. That's right. Pete, that was fun. It's always fun. Always Thank great to have absolutely. you Absolutely. Not a problem. Always appreciate it. The the time that you guys give us this time of year to talk convention. Look forward to connecting even off the mic after turkey season just to hear how you guys did and, and you know, hear some of the great stories that you guys will have. So, again, everybody, convention.nwtf.org. Sign up. We hope that we'll see you out there virtually. Perfect. Thank see you, Pete. sir. See ya. All right, buddy. Goodbye. You know, I talked to one of the sponsors, or maybe I should say one of the exhibitors, who is going to have a virtual booth at the Convention of Sports show this year. And he and I were talking about the lack of participation from vendors. And I told him, I said, you know, I could see how that would be very good for you. It might actually work out really well because instead of 1,300 vendors, 1,200 vendors, however many they have, there's, what did Pete say? 91 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, you got a a lot less. Yeah, less than 100. And, you know, it's kind of like Unicoi to me. I think at least the opportunity is kind of of like Unicoi. There's going to be less vendors. Yes, there's going to be less people. But the people that come through there are going to be looking to spend some money and looking to see what's there. They're going there with a purpose. How many people do you think there are that, want to go to nashville for the convention but don't have the vacation days or it's too far of a drive and this year exactly. they'll be able to participate exactly so i i think it's going to turn out okay i think it's for what the situation is with our current state of the world about as good a thing as the nwtf could put out there and i haven't seen it yet but it sounds like it's about as good a product as they could do this year yeah and i know i'm going to try to support them and hope that they can have a successful show because i'm Sure, that's a big, you know, source of income for the convention. It is. It's a well. It's their biggest fundraiser of the year for the yeah. federation, and you know, not having that in its previous shape this year is going to be, you know, less profitable for them for the federation this year. And so, if if you guys are members, I think you. I'm not going to say you owe it to the NWTF because. You don't really owe them anything, but I think you owe it to yourself to go and check out the convention. Yeah. You know, you never know what you're going to find. There might be something in one of these rooms that, you know, you, you may make a connection at this year's show that you never would have made in years past, especially if you've never gone. So it, it'll be interesting. It'll be kind of cool to see how it all turns out. I'm I'm actually, Pete got me excited about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm I'm excited myself. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, how about a favor for the week this week? Well, that that one's going to be easy for me this week. Um, my favor of the week is support the NWTF. If you're not a member, become a member. If you're already a member, we're about to send you some refunds from this podcast. Send it to the NWTF. You know, support the NWTF. I, I promise you they really do help the wild turkeys. I was skeptical about it for a long time, but I've hunted a national forest and killed a gobbler behind a sign that says, you know, with funds from the NWTF. So I know they're they're out there doing some work for us. They are. And that's the favor of the week. Just support them and participate in this year's virtual convention if you have the time and the means. Yep. Totally. There you go. Totally. Do that. Fantastic. Well, do you want to wrap this thing up and 
send it on out there for the week i do and you're gonna be wrapping it up so we'll see you guys next week with a great show thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we know that you have choices we appreciate you spending your time with us we hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to seeing you again next week goodbye goodbye thanks for tuning in you were just listening to the turkey hunter podcast if you enjoyed the show please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.